Thank you, everybody, for joining in with us on the Director's Chair Podcast. My name is Jared, and I'm here with my co-host, Moose. Howdy. In this episode, we are going to be talking about Mass Effect 2, and the, well, this is part two of the three-part um, episodes that we're trying to do for the Mass Effect trilogy. Uh, this time, we're going to be talking about Mass Effect 2, and what we like the most about it, and in terms of story and gameplay wise. So let's start off with what we like the most about it. Uh, do you want to start Moose or I can start with mine? Um, I will start. I will do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, if I sound a little tired, it's because I am. So apologies. But uh, yeah, Mass Effect 2 was a very weird experience for me to start it off, I want to say that I started the Mass Effect trilogy, I beat the first one, and then in the same day, I started the second one, and I played about 10 hours worth of the game in that first day. And it was so much fun, and a lot of the issues that I had with the first Mass Effect game were resolved instantaneously. When you start up the game, you can tell not only is it built with just so much more care and effort, but it's also on a much higher budget. You can tell that EA was like, all right, Mass Effect's our new moneymaker. We need to start putting money into this. And then EA was like, yeah, here's like however much money you need. Bioware, have fun. And then Bioware made like the greatest game of all time. This is my favorite game of all time. And you're only going to be hearing praise from me minus a few notes. But I mean, story wise, it's about the same for me in terms of Mass Effect 1. If anybody watched the previous episode, it's about the same for me. Yeah. And uh, on the aspect of gameplay wise it is by far the best that the mass effect franchise the time including mass effect 3 has to offer andromeda in my opinion has the best gameplay out of all the games but this game out of the trilogy is the best balance of all of the powers of all of the abilities that you have it has the best gunplay it has Everything about this game, gameplay-wise, story-wise, graphics-wise, all of it is so much better. It's like, let's take Mass Effect and then crank it up to an 11. And I think that's what makes this game really shine. Yeah, I think I do agree with the gameplay. Like, it jacked it up a lot. Granted, I actually kind of liked Mass Effect 3's gameplay a little bit better. But that's just like personal preference you're, for some you're reason. Enti- you're you're entitled to your opinion. Yeah, I I feel like the Mass Effect 3s was a little bit more like what I'm used to, I guess. So that's probably why I liked it so much. But not to say that Mass Effect 2 didn't have good gameplay. Like it was in terms of Mass Effect 1, it was like turning a piece of shit into like a gold like a diamond. Like <laughs> the difference is nine day especially when you're in combat. Um, and I, I just feel like they really put a lot of effort into the visuals. Um, I know it's a legendary remastered edition, but you can even tell from the beginning when, uh, spoilers, when the collectors like destroy the ship and you're like shepherds slowly walking through the old Normandy, like trying to get to where Joker is and stuff like that. And like, like space debris flying everywhere and you can like look through this hole in the roof like because because the, the thing you gotta understand you're you're saying that you're saying granted it's a remaster but i'm gonna defend the remaster a little bit it's like the trilogy didn't have much to really update like granted these are almost like 10 11 12 year old games 13 year old games because the first one came out in 2007 i think the second one came out in 2009 and then the third one came out in 12 um but you have to understand like 
Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3 had like they they updated their textures a bit and they updated the lighting and that's about the extent of what they did. They didn't have to change the gameplay. They didn't have to change anything like that. It was basically just like fixing some glitches, fixing some textures and then fixing the lighting. And it's like, okay, yeah, now it's a a remastered version of it. And then Mass Effect 1 is the one where it had just the biggest overhaul so that everything kind of flowed a bit better so that all the visuals kind of matched up a little bit. But Mass Effect 2 looks... I was watching gameplay of the original, not the remastered, the original, and it looks just as fucking beautiful. It's just, you know, the mass, the remaster is just updated and looks nice and runs at 60 frames and all that sort of stuff, so... Yeah, and... As well, I think in in terms of running performance as well, I, I think I called you about this one time. I think I don't remember exactly what it was. I didn't have too many bugs in the first game, but I remember it was either the second or third one. I just kept running into bug galore like over and over again. And then the and then the, the other game, I didn't run into a single bug, which was weird. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was the third game because I remember, spoiler alert for all the games, by the way, just preface, in the third game, you had an issue with trying to get to Eden Prime, that DLC mission. So I know that you were having a bunch of glitches in that game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to do Eden Prime in, in general, but we'll, we'll go over that in the third episode. But, yeah. um... Um, I will say regarding like two, I think that two is the best game in the franchise. D- do I think that all of the games work to tell the most cohesive story possible? And I think the entire story is am- amazing. Yes. But if I had to say like, this is like how Empire is for Star Wars, it's like obviously it doesn't end the same way. But it's like, well, depending on how you play the suicide mission, but if you look at it, it's just it's overall the best game slash story slash chapter in this franchise of like three pieces of content for this entire series. It's the best one, in my opinion. And I think that this remaster only proves that. So, yeah, the the remaster did. I I never played the original game, so I don't really have anything to compare it to. But if the, I mean, the updated visuals, um, the te- the resolution, and the frame rate, um, definitely do it some justice. Like Mass Effect two and three are beautiful games. Grant Mass Effect one does look pretty good, but you can tell like they kind of wanted to keep the textures. In a way, you, you can tell it was a 2007 game that they fixed the textures on and updated drastically. You got to understand, it's not that they remade some textures and stuff like that for Mass Effect 1. They overhauled like uh, facial animations. They re they overhauled like facial uh, facial models and all that sort of stuff. It's like the the original shepherd female model was ugly as shit <laughs> like it, it was just, it not it, like it's just it's just a terrible looking design and then they updated the entirety of the character creator so that the mass effect 1 character creator is able to blend in all of the character creators for the rest of the franchise so it's all the same and all the models carry over and all the models are updated and they're more consistent with how the characters look in each each game afterwards yeah so so mass effect one low-key kind of got a remake the only difference is is that it's not like oh yeah the labs are different labs every time or oh yeah it's nicer looking planets it's just like they knew what they were working with they knew that it's a a cheaply made game like it's a game that's just a little bit cheaper made and they're like we're gonna update it and make it look as nice as we physically can and but we're not gonna like 
completely change how the game originally was. That's a disservice to what the game was. And I actually have another game I want to talk about after we're done talking about this franchise and talk about remakes and stuff like that in another episode that makes me have a whole conversation about this. But yeah, I think that Mass Effect 1 just basically got a remake, whereas Mass Effect 2 didn't need that. Mass Effect yeah. 2... Mass Effect 2 was just like, it got the updates, it got the features, it got all the nice stuff that Mass Effect 3 got as well, and basically just kind of, it just upped the ante on it. You know, 4K, 60, that's their target rate. They're not making remakes here, they're making remasters. Yeah, and as well, I think I told you about this, when I switched over to Mass Effect 2, and I imported my Mass Effect 1 character, I ran into a weird, I don't know if it was just like that the entire time, but my character had like no eyebrows, no like facial hair, like it was, he looked like a naked mole rat. <laughs> look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real, I did my default shepherd look because I, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm a fucking generic white guy, what do I, what do I need to fucking change? the character to look like me for you know i don't need the character to look like me and i don't need him to look like anybody else you know fucking make the make i'm a default white guy so it's like uh i made mine into a i don't even know i have a picture of him but i don't even know a pedophile he was not a pedophile he didn't have a pedo stash he literally had a pedo stash what are you talking about bro He, he had like a one of them like middle-aged you know not a huge entrepreneur like stash you know that's a pedo stash that is not a pedo stash (laughs) but i don't know i i ran into the issue and so i took a little bit extra time on the mass effect 2 uh character creator to fix his facial hair issue um but now he doesn't look like a naked mole rat thank god um (laughs) (laughs) i just have this logic of just like you made a pedophile and i don't know how you sleep at night with that logic i didn't make a pedophile i'm swear he's not a pedophile i can i'm going to send you the photo that you sent me when i find it and i will have you tell me if this looks like a fucking pedophile or not actually you know what I'm, i'm gonna ask aaron i'm gonna ask a few other people if this person looks like a pedophile if they if any of them even one person says yes then he is a pedophile but i do not think he is i think everyone's look at this photo and tell me this isn't a man who touched a five-year-old one time oh (laughs) he actually sent me a photo no he does not he looks like he looks kind of like a young just Dude trying to find his way in life, you know? He looks like a Mexican pedophile. (laughs) (laughs) You guys got you guys gotta understand. It's like a thin it's like a thin faded pencil mustache on his character. (laughs) That that just looks awful. And no person in their right mind would ever have on their character. Because like if if you're trying to make a weird character, sure. But I also don't like mustaches in general, so that might also like be me being a little biased. But at the same time, you look gross, bruh. Either have a thick mustache or don't put a mustache at all. Jesus Christ. You need <laughs> it's it's either it's either Tom Selleck or nothing at all. You don't grow a mustache unless you can grow a mustache like Tom Selleck. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I have spoken fun. about mustaches. This has been my rant for the day. I have spoken. I have spoken. You will now continue your thoughts about Mass Effect 2. All right. Well, let's go over them. Let's go over just the main stuff that we experienced through during our playthroughs. Like, for example, uh, I'm going to start off with the relationship stuff because yours was different than mine. Um, for me, my, I didn't have one in Mass Effect 1 because I was too busy just trying to get through the game. At the time, I was still trying to get into the story anyway, so I wasn't really, like, fully invested until Mass Effect 2. 
I was I was originally frustrated with Jared because he wasn't going around talking to his crewmates and talking to his um, talking to the people that matter because it's like, you know, it's like you need to be talking to these people in order to get more out of the story. And honestly, I think that if you did talk to those people and got more out of the story, I think you would have cared more about the characters going into the second game a lot more. And you would have cared a little bit more about the story. But this first one is a little bit of a is a it's it's kind of like a chug to get through. It's like it's like you're on a car. You're, it's like you're driving a car that has like the like the engine light on the entire time. It's like, listen, we just need to get to the next state. They got they got the thing to fix the car in the next state. So please just get us there. Please, for the love of God, just get us there. That's what Mass Effect 1 feels like the entire time. It's like it's like the car functions and you don't know why the engine lights on. You're just driving and you're just hoping that you can get to the next one safely. And then when you fix the problem in the next state, it runs perfectly. Well, I was talking to some guy and some guy I work with for um for, for the production company. And he was telling me, he's like, yeah, I tried to get into Mass Effect, but I just could not finish the first game. Like, he was he was just getting bored of the gameplay. He said the story was alright, but he just couldn't get into the gameplay that much, so he couldn't finish the first game. I was like, yeah. dude, you gotta get to the second game. Once you get to the second game, the gameplay gets so much better. He's like, yeah, but I don't want to have to ruin my time for the first game just to get to the second i was like trust me the story gets better like i was trying to like emphasize yeah. that this is one of the best series ever you cannot just just chug through it it's i know it sucks but as long as you're just invested in the story you'll get through it and yeah and that and i i want to make a preface by saying like everything that we say about mass effect one is like you know, take it at face value if you want, but it's a lot deeper than what we're really suggesting. It's like, granted, we're trashing on the game, like, constantly, I feel like, but at the same time, we both love this entire franchise. We feel like this entire franchise is very good, and I feel like, I mean, I can, I feel like I can speak for you by saying, like, it's, it's a franchise where it's like, in my opinion... Just because we're complaining about the first game doesn't mean that we don't enjoy it. It's a, For me, it's a lot like how Last of Us 2 is. It's like, there's some stuff that I don't like about that game, but it doesn't, like, take away my entire enjoyment of the game. Like, I enjoyed that entire game. Granted, there are things that I don't like about it, but it, that doesn't mean that I don't like the game. You are entitled to like something and also find issues with it. This is the issue with the world today where they think that you have to hate something if you don't like something in it. Yeah. I've spoken. I have second rant of the day. Well, okay, and to put it in comparison, it's like this sounds really stupid. But just bear with me. It's like, oh yeah, we made the first <laughs> sounds so stupid now that I... oh, I'm gonna say it anyways. Just say it, you're already fucking in a hole. <laughs> you gotta say it. <laughs> I was like, oh, we made the first Shrek movie. It was really good. It had some flaws. Oh wait, they can't do any better than this. Shrek 2 comes out. Boom. Fucking yeah. <laughs> Shrek just destroys culture. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, going on a little bit of a rant. A third rant. Shrek 1. I actually didn't like Shrek 1 all that much. I mean, I like it for what it is, and I like the I like the story between Shrek and Fiona and all that sort of stuff. But I feel like Shrek 2 is what I was expecting Shrek 1 to be, where it's like, it's very over the top, it makes fun of these fairy tales drastically, and I love that so much. That's what I love so much about Shrek 2 versus Shrek 1. Anyways, back to Mass Effect. Oh yeah, oh, so we were talking about the relationships uh, five, five minutes later. Um, <laughs> for, for mine, I started in the second one. Um, I was actually romancing Miranda at first cause that ass and I don't like that's a huge meme in the in the community by the way like in the original game uh, something that happened a lot was there were a lot of shots where like they would just have Miranda's ass for like half of the frame like half of the frame is just composed of oh so I'm not the only Miranda's one that ass. noticed it I, I I'm I thought I was like going no, 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 crazy no, no, no. Let, let let me let me finish it's like they have 
like half the frame it's Miranda's ass and then Shepard's just on the other side of the frame and then it's like for the remasters they cut that out completely like there used to be shots that were worse where it was just her entire ass in the shot but they, all they had to do was just pan the camera up a little bit and they're like alright the shot's fixed <laughs> well I, I noticed they were like really going to town on like yeah Miranda's hot as shit and it just it just felt like they kept on like showing off her body and then Tartone was like Okay. I will never like Miranda. I like her character. I just will never like just the reason why she was made. It, she was made for fucking 13-year-old horny kids, and I will not... I will never not think that. <laughs> Fair enough. But, um... At first, I was romancing Miranda, and then for some reason... I, I don't know why, but I was like, you know, Tally's kind of cute. So I was like, I switched over to Tally about... Like, I want to say halfway through it. No, set like 70 to 75% of the way through it. Because this was right before I got Legion after I first started talking to Tally. And then after I did the Legion mission, uh, loyalty mission, is when I, um, you know, I did the. I talked to Tally again. And then she's like, oh, maybe for the last mission, I'll show up in your room. And. <laughs> That, that 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 is exactly what she says by the way maybe before the last mission i'll show up in your room no no yeah you forgot that's that's the noises uh tally makes no she just if anyone hasn't done the romance options for tally she's very like awkward, awkward. <laughs> the entire time she's just like oh i don't know where how we're gonna do this uh <laughs> her her and Garrus are the okay so her and Garrus are if you don't romance Liara which I feel like Liara is my favorite romance option in the entire franchise I feel like Liara is like the one that if if it was supposed to be like a main timeline like a main storyline I think Liara is supposed to be the one yeah I would say so too. I think Liara is like, if there was a character that Shepard's holding in the poster, like, this is my romance character, it would be Liara. But I think Tally and Garrus make such good romance options for Shepard as like a whole ass character because it's like, I feel like they're awkward, they're funny, they're quirky, and I feel like you can like become best friends with both of them. But if you want to become Garrus isn't doing calibrations. Yeah, when Garrus just just wait one moment, I'm doing calibrations. <laughs> I would love I would love to see that show up in like a Mass Effect TV show. Which by the way, I really hope there's a Mass Effect TV show eventually. in, in my lifetime, I hope there is. But yo, the ship's on fire. There's we're being attacked by collectors and uh like everyone's dying. Yeah. Yeah, give me but one moment. One, I'm one more on some calibrations. calibrations. <laughs> <laughs> calibrations, yes, they need to be done. <laughs> I am just gonna sit here on my pedestal and say, I would love to do Garrus's voice in a Mass Effect show. That would be so cool. Like just that would be so cool. Every other like, word out of your mouth is about calibrations. Literally. <laughs> Actually, no. Every other word out of my mouth besides calibrations would be, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, 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 murder. <laughs> because he wants to murder everyone. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he just talks about killing, like, people all the time. And he, it's like... He is the person who starts off Renegade, or like, not like, Ren well, yeah, Renegade. He starts off Renegade and then like turns into Paragon because of Shepard, and I love that so much. He's the one character that's like, he is 100% just the best character in the franchise, in my opinion. Garrus is just my favorite character. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, going back to what I was saying, <laughs> Tally and Garrus feel like the perfect pairings for Shepard, depending on if you're a female or a male, because he can't romance them if you're a male. If you're Garrus, and if you're trying to romance Garrus, you can't if you're a male. And then you can't romance Tally if you're a female. But it's, uh... Yeah, I just think that those two characters are so 
good and so it makes so much sense for Shepard's arc because I think that by the way, I'm also gonna sit here and say I don't think Shepard should romance any human characters in the franchise. You, the whoa, reason whoa, whoa, whoa. you romanced Let me explain mine. <laughs> let, let me explain. I romance Jack, but I'm gonna explain my reasoning behind it after I'm done with this. He shouldn't end up with a human character. The human character shouldn't be his end-all be-all. Because I think that when you look at Shepard, you understand his purpose where it's like he's trying to, to unite all the races and all the species. I think it only makes sense that he ends up with somebody who's not of his species as well. I think that makes the most sense in logistical terms, in terms of how that works and how that functions as like he is a he's a person who's like a mediator for the galaxy wants the entire galaxy to get along and then it's like yeah of course he'd be doing an alien why wouldn't he <laughs> the reason the reasoning why i romance jack in the second game is because jack's story and her overall like her overall arc is about her like finding a better version of herself and i feel like that she, she's like a fucked up version of Miranda in a sense because it's like Miranda was designed to be perfect and all this sort of stuff and she's like oh yeah I'm flawless but that's my character flaw I'm flawless and I, I'm supposed to be flawless so like what am I and I'm like you're flawless that's what you are shut up you're flawless and then Jack is like yeah I was designed to be like the perfect soldier and like the perfect thing but that also fucked me up mentally as a child because they made me fucking kill people and fucking fight and all this sort of stuff. And I became a psychopath because of it. But Shepard shows her that she's not just a psychopath. And I like that. Sticking his dick in her. <laughs> I, I think that in order to get the most out of that story arc, though, you do have to romance her. I, I know, I know. I was just joking about that. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just saying that, like, I romanced her also because I thought it was just like, she's a very interesting character and maybe I want to go down this route rather than continue my relationship with Liara. But then I did the Layer of the Shadow Broker DLC and then I realized, yeah, no, I have to stay with Liara. Liara is my favorite character and I need to... I need to stay with her in terms of like romance options, not favorite character as a whole. But well, I was like in the in the second game. I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't really like too attracted to Jack in the second game. I was like, Ugh. and then the because third, it's because it's because you don't like girls with short hair. It's fine. She didn't have any hair. She shaved her head. I know. Well, in the third game, I was like, okay, she's she's pretty cute now. But like at that time, you can't really. Basically, what Jared is saying, like, he will only romance characters if he finds them even the slightest bit attractive. He has to find some sort of attraction to them in order to romance them. Isn't that the whole... Isn't that just real life as well? Dude, I'm not attracted to Garrus, but I'm still gonna be like, you know what? If I was Femshep, I'm fucking Garrus. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's got a good personality. That's With what his matters in a person. That's what matters in a person, you ding-dong. Jesus. I, I know, but, like, calibrations. He's got to calibrate... Do you think I would have... He's got to calibrate his personality, okay? You think I would have dated half the girls I've dated in my life if I didn't have think they had a good personality? Granted, that's wrong. I was wrong about all of them. <laughs> I was going to say, this is, this is thin ice. Let's, let's move on to the next part. <laughs> um... So the next you know who you are. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, in terms of other story um, events, um, I oh for the suicide mission, um, you you had all your characters survive, right? I didn't have half of my crew live. Like not my squad mates, but my crew. Because I didn't realize that you had to activate Legion like before the collectors got onto your ship and took your crew. 
So what happened was I ended up activating Legion because I didn't know where he was. I didn't know where I didn't know where he was. Nobody told me where he was. I actually got lost trying to find him too, but I searched the entire ship before I found him. Yeah, so it's like I found him and then it was like, oh, okay, I gotta do this mission. But they told me that if I don't go get my crew, they're all gonna die. So I'm like, but what do I do? So I went on the Legion mission and then my fucking uh what's it called? Half my crew died. And I felt very bad until I didn't. Because I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, they're all faceless. But my ship felt very empty in Mass Effect 3. <laughs> well, I, my, for me, uh, my crew did not die. Um, because I did the Legion mission. I, granted, it was also because uh, my Moot Moose told me to uh, do the Legion mission before activating something before going to like the ambush or whatever so i did yeah. that in the correct order so that none of my crew members died and none of my squad mates ended up dying during the suicide mission as well so everyone that survived went on to the next game yeah you need to keep loyalty with everyone in order to make everybody survive the suicide mission so that's the reason why i was like make sure you have loyalty with everyone so that everybody survives you need to obviously make some good decisions in the suicide mission if you have a if you have like let's say fucking what's it called uh zaid fucking go through the tech thing he'll fucking die like if you if you put tally or i think i use Morden, legion i think i lose use legion yeah. for that one you you need to use a tech expert so it's like you need to use either tally or legion or morden I used Tally because I was like, I trust her to do this. And I'm, that's the thing that I like about this game. I'm going to start talking again about like things I like about Mass Effect 2. It's like, towards the suicide mission, it's like, you think to yourself, okay, you've built your loyalty with all these characters. You have compassion for all of these characters. And it's like, okay, now we brought them into Mass Effect 3, and now we care about them, but it's like in Mass Effect 2, the end of the suicide mission, it's like, you have to make choices and it's like, do you trust this character enough to do this task? It's like, yeah, I do, because I care about them and I give a shit. That's why I trust Tally to do all the tech stuff and get and like, go through like the pipes and stuff like that, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, like, I trusted her to go through that. I trusted Garrus to lead the the uh the the second fire team oh I so trusted. you did the same thing i did i i yeah. had garris lead both teams yeah the same here i trusted um what's it called i trusted uh tamara to be the one to give the biotic shield you know i actually like, used jack i trusted samara because i was like of course um of course i'm gonna fucking use samara why wouldn't i she's like the she is the she is literally described as like she's the perfect biotic in a sorry culture so it's like of course i'm gonna use her and jack is technically the most powerful human biotic but it's like i i still trusted samara because i was like i feel like she's gonna handle this really well plus yeah. you know she if she dies i don't really care enough so so it's like yeah. i was thinking of it in that logic was uh samara struggling near the end yeah but she finished but she did nobody died yeah yeah she 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 got through okay so it's, jack was it, struggling too and i was like oh shit, yeah. did i pick the wrong person <laughs> yeah because it's uh what's it called um it's like if you choose somebody like miranda or um jacob or anybody like that they will like basically collapse halfway through and then somebody will die. Like, somebody in your squad will die. Like, if you had Grunt with you, Grunt would have died. I love Grunt. I can't, I can't live without Grunt. Especially Grunt is... Shepherd. 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 That was... That's all of the Krogan, though. All of the Krogan say Shepherd. Because Rex says that. Fucking Grunt says that. Well, I never talked to Rex on the ship, so... I know, but like, I sent Jared this one meme before where it was like, uh, it's the scene where he's about to romance Tally. He takes off Tally's face covering and it's just Rex underneath it and he goes, Shepherd, and then it's just Rex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. But uh, 
Yeah, I think the suicide mission is also perfectly made, but I'm also going to criticize it a little bit because I think at a certain point we need to start moving over towards some criticisms. All my criticisms that I have towards the game are not because of the game itself. It's not the game's fault. It's about how do you follow up this hugely fucking ambitious game with, you know, a third game? Like, how do you do that? There, there, there's a really it's going to be really hard to do that. And I couldn't see them doing that. And they decided to uh, follow it up by making all the characters that like really mattered not really matter in Mass Effect 3. <laughs> you, you get what I mean? Like, yeah. like, you're able to run into every single one of the characters. There are a couple of characters that matter in the main story if you have them alive at the end of the suicide mission, like Morden and uh, Thane and stuff like that. By the way, Thane is a fucking amazing character. I love him so much. Anyways... Uh, Morden is Shout out to my broski Thane. Shout out to my broski Thane. Love you. Um, <laughs> but like, what's it called? Uh, Morden's really important. Thane's really important. Um, Grunt's really important. Depending on, you know, if you do certain side missions or not. Um, Miranda's important. Jack is important too if you want to get like war assets and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh Yeah, I mean Grunt, like Grunt's it's important. I said Grunt. Oh, okay. Yeah, and with, yeah. for the Rachni and stuff. Yeah, for the Rachni and stuff like that. Um, but what's it called? Uh yeah, it's just so interesting to me. Cause it's like how there are characters that are important and matter and all that sort of stuff, but it's like okay. But I wish they were a part of my squad still. <laughs> like, I, d I wish that they didn't replace the squad from Mass Effect 2. Because I feel like, okay, replace characters here and there with other characters, but keep the squad. I was just the 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 squad size in the third game was so much smaller. Yeah, like, it went down to the same size that it was in Mass Effect 1. And I also feel bad for you because you didn't get uh, Javik. Javik is the Prothean that you meet on Eden Prime. It and just like, kept crashing. Every time I went to go to Eden Prime, it would like do that little like loading screen where it shows like the Normandy flying and then immediately restarted the game. Like every yeah. single time. I feel bad about that because I think Javik is a... Uh, Javik is... Hella fucking important in the story because you know that mission where you go to Thessia and you like see all the artifacts and stuff like that? Yeah. Like in that one building when you're about to fight uh, uh, Kai Lang. He, if you bring Javik with you while you're bringing um, Liara, because obviously you're going to bring Liara with you, but if you bring Javik with you, he basically dunks on her entire upbringing and stuff like that and He's like, yeah, the Asari were like the most primitive of all the species and stuff like that. And like, and he shows how all of like the goddesses that they praise and all this sort of stuff, all of them are Protheans. He, they, he basically just says that straight up. It's like, yeah, all of these artifacts are showing that like, you know, like all of these people are Protheans that you worship. You were worshiping Protheans this entire time. How'd you not realize this? And Liara's basically entire fucking life turns on its head. And she gets into, like, an argument with Javik because Javik's just, like, a fucking, like, racist the entire time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, it, what was weird was when um, the Prothean AI showed up, they're like, wow, this is what the Protheans actually look like and stuff like that. Like, that was an actual dialogue thing. And I was sitting there, I was like, wait, Javik... If Javik, like, if I was able to do Eden Prime, this line wouldn't even shown up. Yeah, exactly. I didn't get that line. <laughs> it's like, it's stuff like that that's just super interesting where it's just like... That's How did you find him? How did he survive so long? He was in a stasis pod in on Eden Prime, and it wasn't activated, it wasn't damaged. It's basically the same stasis pods that were on Ilos. 
but it was just on Eden Prime. Like there was only they, one of them that survived. He was the only Prothean that survived because uh, it was basically like you're discovering like a Cerberus base. Cerberus went to Ilos and took one of the pods that was still intact and kept it like surviving. And it's like, oh, they were trying to like open this thing, but they didn't know how. And Shepard figures it out in like five seconds, of course. But it's like, um, bot device. Yeah, literally <laughs> like Shepard's awesome. No, the, I, I remember the reasoning because Shepard had the information from the beacon from the first game still oh. in his he had like the codex in his head so it's like he was able to understand certain things that Cerberus wasn't able to understand yeah oh and then uh, speaking of missions that we weren't able to do like vice versa uh let's i want to talk about the the mission that actually ended up going into the third game for me but didn't go in for you cuz you, because you didn't do it was um the asteroid mission where yeah i so the mission starts off really stupid like i'm not gonna lie that mission was pissing me off where you had to go to a planet with um a scientist that's being held captive and then you had to um essentially save her from prison and you're just going through this mission and all of a sudden, when you get to this, like, asteroid that's, like, their research base and stuff like that, she tells you, she's like, yeah, the Reapers are coming, and they're going to use this mass relay in this system to get to where, wherever they need to really fast. So you're like, oh, okay, we need to destroy the mass relay. And then they're like, wait, that destroys the entire system. And he's like, crap. And as soon as they tell him that, she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm, I'm indoctrinated. And then bashes him in the head. <laughs> so he ends up waking up in an infirmary, takes out everyone in the infirmary, gets his gear back, and then tries to launch the asteroid back into the mass relay. Because the asteroid was already set up to do that. It's just they got indoctrinated before they could finish it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... Throughout the entire mission, you're, like, talking with her, and she's, like, trying to say, like, what, it, what is destroying this mass relay even gonna do? They're still gonna come. And then Shepard's like, it gives us time. He's like, yeah, but how many people have to die? Because it wipes out the system in order to do it. So, like, she's, like, trying, she's, like, bashing him the entire time, and she, he's, like, going back. Um, I think she ends up killing herself trying to overload the asteroid like the reactor on it and then you set the uh the asteroid on its course you wake up not even 10 minutes before impact you rush to the fucking launch thing and then joker goes to pick you up but as you're waiting for joker the harbinger the harbinger is like yo what's up you suck the reapers are coming anyways and it's like <laughs> the the heart uh, and Shepard's like fuck you, and then <laughs> Joker comes with the Normandy, picks you up. You go into the mass relay, shoot off seconds before the asteroid hits it. Like yeah, it is intense. I, I, I I'm gonna say I'm like kind of happy I didn't get that mission but at the same time I'm not happy I got that mission or I'm not happy that I didn't get that mission because it's like I wish I could have experienced that but at the same time I don't know how I would have felt about murdering like 300,000 people it was 400,000 people 400,000 whatever <laughs> you know you, what I mean you take out an entire system and then for me you didn't have this but um, in Mass Effect 3, my beginning, the beginning of my mission started off with me in a, like a nice little cell. I was in a, I was in a cell too. He turned, I, uh, my shepherd turned himself into the Alliance because he was working for Cerberus. Mine turned himself in for destroying the system. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, but some later on, uh, the Paterians like are pissed at you the entire time. They're like, dude. You fucking wiped out like most of my race whereas you probably didn't get those dialogue options because you never did exactly 
So it is kind of. Oh, I'm a good person. Is is what this end of this is? Is like. Well, like, that's, that's probably why I was so pissed at the beginning of Mass. Uh, just going on to Mass Effect Three for just a moment is, I bought them an extra like three or four months to prepare, and they still didn't weren't fucking ready. Like they didn't listen. So me destroying that system was for nothing. Like yeah. the whole point of it was to delay them. And they ended up just not listening to begin with. So if I just did the same thing Michael did, it would have been it would have been the same outcome anyways. And I didn't have to kill all those people, you know? So it's like Yeah. What the fuck? I uh yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. I think we should take a quick break because I think we're uh in a certain I don't know how f- much we've been recording, but we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to c- be coming back with things that we found issue with in the Mass Effect 2 game. We All shall right. be right back. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. And uh, yeah, now we are going to be talking about some quick details of things. Uh, Regarding the gameplay, uh, Jared, why don't you start? For example, I uh, I didn't I didn't like the change from the thermal like the thermal clips. I actually thought the overheating thing um, gameplay option was actually better, but that was also because I like spamming the sniper rifle, <laughs> and they only give you like I think like ten shots with the sniper, and. You see- what you see my issue with the gameplay in mass effect one and mass effect three is i feel like you only rely on your guns and as a biotic that sucks because i'm i was a biotic the entire franchise i was i i was very biotic heavy i really enjoyed being a biotic and the 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 thing that i really liked about it was you were constantly using your powers in Mass Effect 2. It's not, you weren't just using your guns. You were using your powers. And you had guns that were stronger than other guns, yeah. But it never felt like you can. You should only rely on your guns or you should only rely on your powers. It was the game where I felt like there was a lot, it, it was a lot more balanced in terms of me being a biotic. I haven't played as the other classes, so I don't know. But as a biotic, it was so it was so nice to kind of have that balance of like the gunplay and the um, the powers just felt so like, yeah, you're going to be using both of these at all times. Whereas in Mass Effect 1, I didn't use my powers once. And then in Mass Effect 3, I used my powers, but I felt like I was making more leeway by just throwing a grenade and then shooting them and then throwing another grenade and then shooting them and then throwing a grenade and then shooting them. Where it's like Mass Effect 2, I felt like had the best balance of everything. Yeah, I was an infiltrator throughout the entire part. So I was doing stealth. I would like disappear reappear with a sniper rifle pop a headshot disappear reappear with a sniper rifle headshot and then when i ran out of shots i would either go find more or i'd switch to my pistol and i'd start um you know just lay, going to ham with it i even started in i and i know this is in the third one i started getting really aggressive with it where i made it so that my um recharge rate was really high so i kept on Cloaking, going up to people, full charge melee, cloaking, melee, cloaking, melee. Like, that was my gameplay, was I was just appearing and disappearing, appearing and disappearing the entire game. But at the first game, all I did was snipe. I didn't use any powers. Yeah. I I was a person who used only his Avenger. I only used my M8 Avenger. Um, well, besides obviously other upgrades to it and stuff like that, but like I was using my assault rifle for the entirety of the first game. And then in the second game I was using my, I was ironically using my pistol for the entire game. 
because I was using my powers so much where it's like if I pulled out my pistol and my pistol had a high enough damage, I was able to use my powers and then shoot them a couple times and then I'd be golden. So yeah. I would be I would just be good with that. And it's like I felt like I was able to kind of mix up my gameplay a lot more because of that reasoning. And I felt that that was so engaging. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect 3 doesn't give me that. I felt like I was relying solely on my guns. I felt like they only wanted me to use my guns because it's like, oh, yeah, here are all these guns that do the best damage. But it's like, oh, yeah, the weight on these guns make your backpack like make your backpack like be like, oh, yeah, your power recharge is going to be like plus one hundred and twenty percent. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I mean, since my um thing was based off of if I got a kill, like if I got a kill immediately after cloaking, it would it would like refund like I think 75% of my recharge rate so I still had a shit ton of guns on me and stuff like that and I just relied on getting that kill as soon as I either was still cloaked or just came out of cloaking and I would get that kill and I would get it not even like a second or two later because it would refund most of my recharge so yeah I just relate on that yeah, and that feels broken to me. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like that. Also well, you is can't fair. recharge your shields if you get shot or like blown up during that time, and you're cloaked. You cannot recharge your shields while you're cloaked. Yeah, I going back to Mass Effect Two. My thing is, is that like I just loved that game because it's so balanced in the gameplay. And I think that the gameplay is the best in the franchise. And I get I get that you have a differing opinion than me. But I also think it's because of our classes. I think that because you're an infiltrator and I'm a biotic or an adept, excuse me. It's like it's it, it, it affected our gameplay and how we felt about the gameplay and stuff like that, because we have two very different ways. I'm very aggressive. I don't do stealth in these games. I, like, I I mean I was it wasn't really stealth it was just more of confusing the enemy yeah but like I but I know you I know that like in most games if there's a stealth option you do the stealth option but it's like I am a person who's like very aggressive in these games and I was very much so okay yeah I'm gonna go in I'm gonna go hard I'm gonna go heavy and I need to kill these guys and I did it, and I killed them most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, other times, you know, I would die and fall flat on my face, but that's a topic for another day. Uh, but for... I, um, oh, keep going. No, no, you're good. What, what I was going to say was that, like, in terms of gameplay, it was definitely an improvement. Um, I just didn't like the thermal... Like, I felt like they didn't give you enough ammo but at the same time i feel like they gave you ammo all the time like it felt very inconsistent with how they gave it to you and that was one of the flaws i saw i i felt that they gave you enough ammo because it's like i'm assuming that they're expecting you to be using your powers and all that sort of stuff as well so it's like yeah be using your powers in the moderation of you also using your ammo well i was using my squad mates uh abilities a lot like uh grunts concussion blast and i was using miranda's shock a lot as well i never used miranda oh well i used their i was using their abilities a lot like especially if there was like a um like one of those heavier units, I would just use Concussion Blast and I upgraded it so then knocked them out for like five seconds. I would kill their lackeys and as they're standing up, I would shoot the shoot the big guy. Yeah. I, um, I would use it strategically, but I mean, it it was more of like a middle ground type of complaint. Like, yeah, they I felt like they didn't give you enough ammo, but there was like ammo scattered throughout. You just had to go find them. But I will say a complaint I do have with the game, and I know you kind of like the character, but I really don't, is Jacob. I don't like his character, like, at all. It was a drag to go through his loyalty mission. For, for I, me. I 
for, as as a character, as a person, I I can get that. I think he is. Out of all the characters in Mass Effect 2, I don't think he's the most interesting one. That's that's what I'm, I'm just, getting at. He's, he's not interesting. He's not a bad I, person. It's just I don't think that he's not interesting. I just think that there are characters that are far more interesting than him that basically completely overshadow him. And then it's like, why would I want to hang out with this guy? It's like he's well, a bit more. He's a bit more on the boring side in comparison to like, let's say. Look, the one character that you also said that you didn't find super interesting was Thane, and it's like, you go in into the third game, game, I ended up liking him. Yeah, in the end of the game, you ended up liking him, but it's like, he's such... If you're comparing fucking Jacob, who is the run-of-the-mill human soldier who worked for Cerberus and blah, yada, 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 you're comparing him to Thane, and Thane's the last, is like the person above him, even though how interesting of a character he is, it's like, that's, it's like, it shows you how interesting the rest of the squad mates are, you know what I mean? I don't, I'm not gonna defend Jacob whatsoever. I don't like his character. I'm not, I'm not gonna sit down and have a drink with this guy. I, I was but, gonna you know, say, actually, like, I just never realized Zaev, Zaev was also. Zaid. Zaid, whatever. It, I, I didn't like his character either. He's also one of the DLC, um, squad mates. I like the other DLC one, the, uh, the Thief. Even though I didn't really talk to her much, all she kept talking about was like, "Ah, it's so silent on here." Ah, and she didn't. You didn't. I didn't talk to her once. Like every time I went to go talk to her, she would say a one-liner, and then that's it. Yeah, that's that's how the DLC characters go. Okay. They, uh, they, you're not able to have like conversations with them outside of their squad missions. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's just. The the squad mates that are DLC characters, it's like they don't have enough time to develop, in my opinion. You don't get enough chances and opportunities with them to develop them. I think the thief character was pretty interesting, in my opinion. I know, I know, but I'm just saying you don't get enough time with them to like to like really flesh out their characters and stories and stuff. Mm hmm. But besides that, I mean, I can't really even think of any more complaints. Now, I, I do have a little bit more complaints, but that's for Mass Effect 3. Like, a few of the things. I feel... I'm, I'm gonna say something, and I don't know if I said it earlier. I might have. It's the fact that the suicide mission should have been saved for Mass Effect 3, not Mass Effect 2. Because the 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 developers put themselves in a corner as i was saying earlier about you know the some of the characters that do matter in the game and stuff like that i went on a tangent that's what happened i was what i was getting at was the game puts itself in a corner where it's like you don't know where these characters are going to end up and then the characters have to take like a serious back seat and like you have to come up with all these excuses as to why they can't be crewmates and I personally would have preferred it if it was like save the suicide mission for the last mission. It's the final push to fight against the Reapers. You know what I mean? Like, and then the third maybe, game they give you like five crewmates, and it's like, well, this is a downgrade because I had like how many of them? Like ten or eleven? Yeah, because you had. I'm not even. I'm not gonna attempt to count them. I'm not that fucking mental. Um. I think they, you had like get, seven or eight in Mass Effect Three, including Javik. Well, there's the dude who's ripped. Either so, Ashley. Okay, so, or... so you got you got you got Vega. You got Ashley slash Caden. You got Liara. You got Tally. You got Garrus. You got Javik. You got Edie. Edie, yeah. And then I feel like there's one other person. I think. Oh no, that's it. It's just seven. Yeah, and and then the the previous game you got like you had like 12, 13. twelve, thirteen, yeah, thirteen or so, and it's like no, no, you 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 had twelve because there were ten main and then the two DLC. Yeah, so it, an additional five characters, but that was for the second game, not the third game. So you're yeah. you're right about like they built up this suicide mission to be so like climatic, and then the third game came out and it's like okay, how can they top that? And they didn't. They like there was a lot it's, of controversy 
I it's heard. very it's very like it's very like we're not going to be able to top it so we just need to make a game that's good enough to the point where it's like we're able to tell the story and if you're looking at mass effect mass effect 3 at face value it does that it's fine it's good it's just not what mass effect 2 was and we were hoping that mass effect 3 would top it and that's what blows <laughs> i just hope for mass effect 4 they're able to you know fix the situ fix the situation and really explain what the hell even happens after the events of mass effect 3 like, well I you f we'll we'll get into that for I would the next say episode. I fucked up my Mass Effect 3, but we'll talk about that next episode. <laughs> Did you never go back and like fix it? Did you never like load up a new save and like try to fix that? No, mistake? I've been I've been busy. You gotta realize. Okay, you couldn't do that maybe like fifteen minutes after when I explained it to you? Because it was like one AM and I was and I needed to get up early the next morning. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna mention it now because I'm annoyed. Uh, <laughs> I did the worst he, ending, but no, no, he it, didn't we, let's make a this. Okay, okay, fine. We'll cut. We'll, we'll, we'll just we'll just cut this part out. Okay, well, okay, no, hold on. I'll just say I didn't make any decisions. No, we'll, we're cutting this part out. Okay. Okay. Thank you guys for listening to our Mass Effect Two uh, review. Uh, to sum it up. <laughs> To sum it up, we both think that this game is a masterpiece and that there's nothing wrong with this game, really. There's a couple things that we find issues with, but again, like I said in the previous game, just because something's a masterpiece doesn't mean that it doesn't have flaws. Now, <laughs> um, it's, it's not to say that like the first game was bad. It was a good game. It just had a little bit of flaws, and every masterpiece has a flaw somewhere. Yeah, like, no matter like, how perfect you try to make it, but... It's still one of my, if not the best franchise I can think of. I think the conflicts are, and I keep, I brought this up last episode, the conflicts in the Mass Effect franchise are a lot more interesting than Star Wars, in my opinion. Like, yeah. Oh, yay, Death Star destroys planets. Oh, now we have a planet that destroys planets. Oh, look, we got a ship that destroys planets. <laughs> like... <laughs> just the thing the thing about the the thing about Star Wars that's very different from Mass Effect is that it's like you play Mass Effect and it's basically trying to it's essentially if you were like playing as like Earth like if you were like playing a game it's like you have to unite all the different countries we all hate one another on this planet. We all hate one another and all the countries hate one another. It's like trying to have like this one fucking like superstar soldier trying to like unite all the different governments. It's really hard to do that. And it's like, that's what Shepard's trying to do in this entire franchise. And it's so much more interesting because there's a lot of different conflicts that you have to kind of get, get past that involve their history so that you can face this threat that's coming to kill us all. As opposed to like, it's like um, uniting all the countries to fight an alien invasion. Yeah, it's like it and then or the white wars if done yeah. correctly. And then like if you look at Star Wars, it's basically just Nazi Germany, but for space, where it's like, all right, we know that these guys are the bad guys, and now we're just gonna fight them. It's like no, it's like I get it. It's a super interesting conversation because world war ii was such a prevalent thing back in the 70s it's like oh yeah if we're gonna base anything off of anything we're gonna base it off of world war ii of course we're gonna and it's like well now it's like you put yourself in a corner where it's just like all right these are the evil guys these are the good guys fight it's like there's no conflict there's no reason as to like maybe we can't fight them maybe we won't be able to defeat them it's like okay no it's like you're star wars you're obviously gonna win Unfortunately, Empire is the only exception to that rule, but like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like that was also the movie with the most conflict in the story. Does no, does nobody understand that the movie with the most conflict in the story is universally the most beloved in Star Wars? Think about that shit for a minute. 
complexity in the characters and the story make a good movie slash game slash book slash tv show you need to understand that if you're gonna be a writer you can't just make everything be easy for the good guys yeah if if the more complex some more people can get engaged with it and that's why empire is universally grounded as the best star wars film Exactly, because it's like there's betrayal, there's love, there's a doubt. I am your, there's he doesn't actually say I am your father, does it? No, he says something else. He goes, he he says no, I am your father. A lot of people say say Luke, I am your father. It's no, I am your father. Yeah, but it, uh, what's it called? Yeah. Overall, going back to Mass Effect because I we gotta stop sidetracking because we're running out of time. But uh, overall, we both think that this game is a masterpiece. Again, we Jared might not like a couple characters, and I might have missed a couple. Oh, it doesn't. Of- it doesn't downgrade it. Like I know. If if I yeah. were to give it a rating, it'd be like mm, ten Garrus calibrations out of ten. There you go. I'm in love with this franchise, and this game is the th- reason why I think this franchise is so perfect. I am personally going to give this game a 10 out of 10 just because of how great this franchise is. I don't think there's any franchise like it. I don't think there ever will be again, unfortunately. I mean, unless you count The Witcher, but The Witcher is a very different franchise. And I think that this game is the is the golden standard of what the of what video games should strive to be if you're playing to be an rpg you should strive to be mass effect 2. yeah and i oh by the way we didn't even talk about the elusive man at all i'll get to that in the third game yeah the third game he's a lot well i mean he's very prevalent in the second game but the third game is when i have the most opinions about him yeah all right i i will we not I. I'm not the only one doing this show. We will we'll see ta- you in we'll, the ta- next. we'll talk about him next episode, and we'll talk about Mass Effect Three. So no. we'll see you guys uh, the fall, not this week, but the following week. For that, alrighty, guys. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode. If you uh, enjoyed this episode and want to listen to us more, please give us a follow and share this podcast with all your friends. And uh, yeah, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are available. And uh, yeah, we will see you guys on the next episode. See you guys. See you.